You're listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is your local supermarket fresh out of pixels? Refill your eye holes at the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Sarah Feldlaufer. Hello. Francesco Sede. Hi. Pablo Vasquez. Hola. And Andy Korolczyk. Hello. And I'm Jati Hamilton. Here's your host, Francesco. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Cool. Um, So we are very excited because we just released the Caminandes 3 trailer. So we just published it. It's everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's on Vimeo. It's on the Blender Cloud. And uh, people are looking at it and uh, commenting it and it seems to be quite appreciated. So we are really happy and really excited to see what the reaction keeps, uh, if, if, if there are good reactions, how things keep going. And uh, so we are here refreshing YouTube, so check, <laughs> yes. check, checking comments and see how... It seems positive. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we are going to be a bit distracted, but hopefully not too much. Um, okay, so uh, this week has been mostly devoted to that. So we've been wrapping up animation shots um, and sending all the final renders to the render farm and last minute tweaks and little changes in the soundtrack and uh, all the little things that are needed before a release. But everything went quite smoothly. So we are happy about that as well. So I think that we can do a quick round with everybody with um, what they've been doing. And maybe if you can mention what is like, you know, the thing that you, the, the most important thing you did like for the trailer this week, like if there was anything or like, something interesting that happened to you while working on the trailer this week. So maybe we can start with Chalti. What's up? Okay, uh, I was working on the poster, um, the kind of like uh, just putting uh, putting all the characters there and putting together some rough drafts on and getting feedback from everybody, telling me that I'm an idiot and it should be different. And, <laughs> and then Andy comes along and makes it actually look beautiful. So yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, besides that, I've just uh, kind of kept working on, on the shots we need, uh, uh, like after the trailer. Uh, been struggling a little bit today. There's some body mechanics that I've been struggling with, but yep, that's about it. Cool. Sarah? Oh, no, mm-hmm. hey, what about the, the... What, what? The thing you might not be too proud about. <laughs> Wait, what did I do? No, the, the, the secret the poster. The secret poster. Oh, no, <laughs> that never happened. We, we no, shall never know. I, I slightly tapped into the dark side. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. Oh, no. Yeah, I made, a, I made a thing. Andy had puppy eyes. I had to do yeah, it. Sorry. Yeah. It's going to be great. It'll be fine. <laughs> so, Sarah. <laughs> sorry. Me? Uh, well... What I've done, well, mostly I was uh, animating, uh, well, the last shot of the trailer. Uh, so uh, until Monday, it wasn't finished, and then it was over, and then it went uh, directly into the render farm. Uh, Crossing your fingers, hoping for the best. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and there was something that went wrong, but we will yeah. not say why. Yeah. <laughs> we will not say what. <laughs> it was entirely my fault. <laughs> So just watch it again and again. Maybe share it to your friends. If Maybe you they will find out. <laughs> if you it. find out, let us know. <laughs> In the comments below. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, after that, um, I just uh, I'm just continuing uh, on the next shots. So that's for me. Great, uh, Pablo. What did I do well? work on since the last podcast i've been working on the 
trailer, of course, doing the lighting stuff, editing, and then getting in touch with it. I, this, I know I, this, I said this exact <laughs> same thing last week, but there was, at the end of the trailer, I hope you've seen it by now, but at the end of the trailer, the last thing that the penguin does was added like super last minute. It's uh, It needed a sound effect, uh, Hialti animated it, and then added this extra thing that it was so much fun and to voice have. acting yes mm. yes no and the uh, and the, oh, the squeaking oh, yeah oh, so squeaky. so we needed an extra sound for that so it's, it's for a I little mean, hand gesture like yes exactly that. like i could we could just add it but then it wouldn't be nice so then you need to add it and then get in touch with the sound effects guy to mix it with the voice and then you need to send it to the uh, uh, mixing uh, Tori to mix it and which is in LA with a different time zone so it's like all this process but it was great it was worth uh, it it was worth it and everybody was happy to add it I was like <laughs> you know you feel like embarrassed like oh can you know we have this stupid little joke but uh, in the end it was worth it everybody was happy that we did it so I was doing that getting in touch with the guys sending the renders to render street getting them back stitching them together adding one by one <laughs> the frames on the on the sequencer on the blender sequencer and uh just building the the trailer that we just got out a few hours ago so it was worth it was a busy week and weekend but uh, it was worth it cool andy um yeah i uh, also did lighting and rendering on the trailer and uh, i worked a bit on the promo graphics uh, the various posters that we have and um, yeah, sending stuff to a render farm, uh, making sure that everything is rendered correctly. We, uh, we had a couple of shots that had smoke simulation, so uh, those needed to be uploaded. So in total, I think we had about 20 gigabytes, up to 15 to 20 gigabytes of smoke cache per shot. And wow. I think there's like four shots that needed smoke simulation with a train. So that had to be uploaded to the render farm and then connected and everything and to yeah to make sure that it actually renders, and uh, that was it. Yeah. What about the render time? The render time. The render time of this movie is uh, brought to sky heights. Uh, can you say that uh, by using uh, deformation motion blur and cycles? So we had about uh, our longest render time was about 17 hours, right? Yeah. 17? I think even longer. Oh yeah, because we uh, some render street caps the render after 24 hours, so we had to split some of the shots, uh, and those took about 11 hours per frame. But they would have taken much longer if we hadn't split them up into uh, several processes that will be rendered by individual machines. But yeah. Yeah, clearly some optimization work could be done, but it's always a difficult balance between, I mean, you know, like in, in the software. Ah, in Blender, yeah. 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 But it's always a trade-off also. Blender. Blender. <laughs> yeah, no, because there is optimization on the, on the that you can do on the model itself and everything, yeah. but... But it's always like a, a threshold. At some point, you hit a limit anyway. And uh, even if you want to make things really, really much better than the amount of time that you have to spend, like layering stuff and using the compositor, then yeah. it's it's a trade-off that you have to pay. So with the time that it takes you to set up a faster render scene, you can actually set up another brand new render. So maybe then you do that instead, especially because we have the big help of Render Street. They give us a lot of power to render. So 
Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Render Street. Yes. Thank, you. thank you very we much. We love you. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> <us>. <laughs> Sorry for frying your computers. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. All right. Well, um, it sounds great. I think that what we can... What did you do this week? Come on. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I try this every time and then they get me. <laughs> um, well, I've been working mostly on uh, everything that is around the release so we, we we are releasing all the content like everything that we made to make the trailer is on the cloud so in order to do that the cloud needs to work for the cloud in order to work i need to work and uh and so that's the circle of life and uh no i mean yeah so i've been working on the blender cloud mostly and uh supporting a little bit with the renders uh, uh but uh, yeah mostly development so nothing really fancy if the cloud doesn't crash it means uh, i've been working and coding too you encoded the movie yeah it was the smoothest encoding ever because we reused all the um cosmos laundromat encoding pipeline that we spent uh, several days developing and researching the right settings for the for the encoder for the audio and for the video and because the trailer is uh, less than 60 seconds, encoding on a powerful machine takes less than a couple of seconds. So it was a very smooth and pleasant experience that I did this afternoon. So that was good. Did we actually ever uh, share the uh, command line um, encoding stuff? Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking of doing it actually. Yeah. yeah. Usually in the past, uh, I think for Sintel it was done. For uh, Tears of Steel, I'm not sure we did it. And I plan to do it because uh, there is always someone who knows more and who knows better about this kind of stuff. So it's. I definitely plan to make a little blog post saying, okay, this is the three commands that we use right now for making the video. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. So this is it. I think uh, we move to the next. So our next topic, which is answering questions. questions. Yes, and uh, we have Sarah. I'm and the official uh, question yes. reader. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after that, uh, we will mention it again, but after that we are going to uh, have a, a brief review of uh, Sanjay Super Team, the Pixar short that played before, The Good Dinosaur. We've been uh, asked, to, uh, we've been asked uh, uh, to give our opinion about it. Uh, in the last uh, in the last podcast, and we didn't have enough time, so it's going to be our topic for this week. We are going to warn you with uh, when you enter the spoiler zone, and uh, and then we will talk about that. So now off to Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for keeping the questions coming. It's uh, really motivating. Yeah, it's great. A lot of questions now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So first question by the beach. <laughs> <laughs> the beach. <laughs> Um, as Blender continues to become more proficient and doing more things, it becomes more unwieldy. Will Blender ever reach a point where it will need to break off into multiple individual programs? Mm. That, uh, that seems very unBlender-like, but will something like that eventually be unavoidable? Uh, that's very unBlender-like, and Ton always says that he wants to have a one, yeah. the, the Blender suit, suite. So as long as Ton is... In charge, I think that will, we will try to, to do that, to keep that in yeah. mind. I think it's really good to have it all in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exporting stuff, importing, everything. Yeah, and you, and you learn how to customize your own little uh, workstation. So, you know, you, you, yeah. you kind of craft your own workflow in it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to change. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's... Uh, 
it's important to have Blender to fit. I said this a couple of times uh, ago as well. Like, but it's important to have Blender to fit with other tools because sometimes it's not the best tool. But for what regards Blender, even if sometimes it's a bit frustrating, the power that you have by having all your features together is uh, is unrivaled. Really, yeah. there are many softwares that actually try to bring you that kind of experience. For example, the Adobe Suite they have a send to button so you can send files from After Effects to Photoshop. Oh, our lawyer is signaling us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, can you repeat that with a yeah. So they try their best, but uh, you can't beat Blender on that because it's so deeply integrated that uh, you can do amazing stuff, especially then with Python and everything. So Yeah, so no, I wouldn't. No, I would vote no. against it. Totally. Yeah, cool. Next. Okay, so next, um, well, I will... Um, cover two questions at the same time because they're uh, pretty much the same. Um, well, huh, not really. Okay, no. Markham 3D uh, says, I have a question. At what point did you guys put your hands up in life and just say, I am now a 3D artist? By that, I mean quitting your day job. Uh, I have no intention in doing this, but it would be nice to know your back, your backgrounds for fun, uh, and uh, yeah, the other question was the last one, and uh, it was also it was from um, Forgotten Fantasies that is also also wants to ask us about about our backgrounds. So how did we end up doing 3D slash being yeah, in the Blender, Blender Institute? It was a cold Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gets long, it's but in under uh, one yeah. minute each. Yeah. In a nutshell. And we can go, but it can get very extended. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for another episode, we can oh, talk about like the whole first? episode about maybe it. Maybe one sentence. Yeah. One, oh, so, wow. yeah. when? Okay, so first of all, I want to preface this a little bit uh, because I think what happens a lot of times is in hindsight, people pick this pivot point and then like that wasn't actually a pivot point. It's just an easy way to tell a story. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times it's a gradual change. And you don't notice it until afterwards. And then you're like, oh, I'll just pick this point to tell a better story. So I'm guessing that's going to be for everybody, right? One day I saw the light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I never had a day job, really. <laughs> yeah, wow. the same. My first day job was uh, with Blender. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've been doing this all my life. Oh. Well, how, how, did, how does that so make that you feel? <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> great. that's why. Great, actually. Now, okay. yeah, yeah. And he's crying now. Sorry, uh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, yeah. glasses are fogging up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But did you do something before doing animation? Um, web development okay. and, and programming. So that's my background. Uh, uh, software. I, I mean, like, just coding and stuff. But... Uh, the, I should, I should have never told Ton that. Now he, he's expecting me to be an animator and a developer and I don't know. But it's been a while and I'm out of touch by now. So, But yeah, but, but it was a, a gradual change because I, I started working uh, for an ad agency making uh, animated commercials. But I always felt like I was kind of faking it. I didn't really have the fundamentals. But nobody around me knew anything more than me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like in that specific niche area. So yeah. so there was nobody there to be like, hey, he's a phony. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Really? So I just kind of kept doing it. And by doing it, I started learning it. And yeah, eventually I, I started getting these big campaigns. But of course, while I'm doing it, I'm, I'm making you know flash banners and 
and designing websites and doing like small design stuff also. Mm. Yeah. So slowly yeah. and steadily you yeah. start to fill in the role that you didn't realize that you had. Like me right now with the <laughs> websites, <Yeah>. doing <laughs> website <laughs> and animation and okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, for the cloud, I mean. <laughs> for me, it's quite boring. I studied animation and then I worked in animation. I don't know <laughs> <don't laughs> anything oh, else. Oh. <laughs> That's cool. But you also, Hayati, you also studied, uh, right? Well, at, at what point were you decided to? Cook? Yeah. So after after years of, of of making these big ad campaigns, the sense of guilt grew yeah. so large. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like I I like I I had this guilt trip of of feeling like I'm always <laughs> faking it and I'm not really. And some of them had like won awards for yeah. best animated campaign of the year, like best advertising, whatever. And, you know, we were getting, getting these trophies and a big, big thing. And then, you know, you next Monday you sit down and you're like, well, I don't, I don't feel like I get the fundamentals. Uh, I, should, I should get a paper that says that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's when you... Yeah, so I think 2010, um, which was a year after I had started the whole Blender thing, um, maybe a year or two after that, I, I, I decided to try out animationmentor.com. And I did that for 18 months while I was also working as a full-time animator. And, and I mean, I learned so much of the basics, the things that I, I, I kind of, I needed, I really needed that. Uh, and I recommend that to anyone that wants to, to study animation, just to go back to the basics and learn the, learn the fundamentals first. Um, but yeah, if you do it while you're doing a full-time job, especially in animation, you're going to get so burned out. Just fake it. <laughs> Just fake it, yes. <laughs> With a smile on your face. <laughs> la, la, la. Uh, <laughs> eventually, you will become good. <laughs> yeah. But it, for you? Francesco. Francesco? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Pointing at your face. Um, I started, uh, I don't know, really. Like, my background, I also, I don't know. You started design. Uh, you studied design, right? Yeah. yeah, you did a wiki design and stuff. But yeah, you like with, with Blender, I got involved because of the documentation. I just liked Blender, and I thought, ah, I, I, I really cannot. You know, I'm the kind of person that has a look at the manual before using a thing, which mm -hmm. I think here in this circle is not so much nee. common. I don't know. <laughs> what does he have a manual? Yeah. <laughs> how, else would, how else would you know that uh, that uh, little obscure small button? Yeah, does, yeah but you know, uh, I, I tried, but it was in English, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I tried and then I was like, ah, this thing could uh, use for some improvement. So I started getting involved with that. And then after that, one thing led to another. And uh, I think for me, the actual real turning point with using Blender was the Blender conference, because I decided, OK, I'm using Blender for already like one year or so, two years. And there is this Blender conference thing in Amsterdam. So I'm going to go. So I went by myself took the train from Italy hmm. to the Netherlands because it seemed to be the cheapest, the smartest option, worst idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> and so I arrived in Amsterdam and uh, yeah, and the Blender conference was amazing. So after that, that was really the turning point because I got to know more people that were actually and using what Blender. Was that? I don't know, 2010, maybe? 2010. That it was, was the 10? last Sinto? conference. Sinto? Maybe. No, maybe not then. It was the Before first conference. <laughs> it's like there's a turning point, sorry. <laughs> no, it was the one with Big Bug Bunny uh, in production, and it was the only one at the Zweiche. That was 2010, I think. Exactly. Like, but, where was it? In but which? it was at the Wach. It was the last one at oh, the Wach. So it was 2008. 2008? Yeah, Eight. that was yeah. Okay. So it's been a long wow. time. So that was for me the, the, the really a turning point. And uh, at the time, I was still at university, and I was doing some freelancing. I was already using Blender sometimes. So. That, that was it. After that, as soon as I finished university, I came here to work on Tears of Steel. And 
and since then I didn't I didn't move. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, well, for me, I also started designing stuff like uh, magnets for uh, for the fridge and like just little design stuff. And then I moved to 3D because I liked uh, 3D movies. So after a year or two of putting stuff online, I was called for working on in Buenos Aires with Blender on a, on a movie. So that's how I got involved by reporting bugs with the Blender Foundation. And then, yeah, so it, there wasn't really a turning point, but it was more like... I wanted to do design, whatever it was. And then I found 3D more liberating. So, yeah, yeah that, that was my, uh, that's why. Hmm. You, Andy? Oh. Well, you, um, always, you, said, you said you always. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I was, I was always here <laughs> <laughs> in this building. Uh, no, um, I started using Blender when I was 16 in high school. And uh, most, for most, like, mostly because high school was boring. And, uh, yeah, um, I... I'm using it ever since, and I I got in like that was before Blender got open source. So I went to the first Blender conference when it was open source, and uh, then I got to meet all the people. Ton, uh, really awkward first uh, meeting, <laughs> <laughs> me as a 16 year old for the first time in Amsterdam, yeah. uh, afraid of all these strange uh, people, and then <laughs> hearing things like Linux and open source and GNU and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, and uh, since then I'm kind of doing stuff with Blender, making movies and, and yeah. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you're doing great, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> great job, buddy. Just <laughs> keep you. it up. Don't that's uh, a guy that's not faking it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can press those buttons. <laughs> press, them, uh, press some buttons. Just keep yeah. pressing them. F12, uh, F12. Yeah. Until, until January, yeah. <laughs> because we need. Um, I have a quick, quick one, quick round uh, to, to wrap this up is, um, how did you like what was your very first contact with blender so where did you find blender uh, just yeah just like that uh doing so uh, my coworker um back in the day he was using blender i was using 3ds max and uh, one of us had to abandon ship take one for the team just because we we talked about wanting to work together in one software and i took one for the team because you know it's a it, it seemed interesting and we were about to do an Oreo commercial. So that was the first Oreo. thing I did in, in Blender. A little cutesy little Oreo commercial Aww. where dancing Oreos are uh, like jumping into a, uh, a pool of milk. Yay. Wow. wow. That's cute. <laughs> um, for me, well, uh, it was at uh, Daniel, Daniel's house. Like, I, um, I was, at the time, I was working with Maya uh, in an uh, agency in Costa Rica, and I was starting to meet people from the 3D animation uh, circle in Costa Rica, and so I was meeting Daniel, and he started to talk to me about Blender, and uh, it was kind of uh, a timing thing because I was really searching for another software. Uh, I was at that moment testing really all the softwares I could I could because I wasn't really happy with using Maya for different ideologic reasons. <laughs> <laughs> wow! No, really, really, it was a mo it, it demotivated me. Or seeing uh, when I was seeing Autodesk just buying everything, I was like, oh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Once <laughs> again, our lawyers. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, at that moment it was really a problem for me. I was like didn't like um, 
that thing. And so he started showing me and talking to me and showing me. And I see how everybody was talking and the, the community and the forums. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, at that point, uh, I, uh, I had an opportunity uh, to have my first uh, client as a freelance. And I decided to do it uh, directly in Blender. That's when I cool. learned it. Was Thanks that the Chef project? Yeah, that was my wow. first project with Blender. Jeez, wow, my, <laughs> my stupid cool Oreo one? commercial. <laughs> 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 Damn. Cool. How was yours? Fantastic. I found a Blender in a CD of, uh, <laughs> of a PC magazine, PC Mag. So there was a CD with free Blender inside. So yeah, I just put it in the, my Windows computer and I installed the Blender 2.3, I think. Yeah, and then that was the first time I got in touch with Blender. And I think before that, I maybe I was trying some other software. I think I tried Maya because there was a, you could get a trial. I think there was Maya 5 back then. So yeah, I tried that and then Blender seemed much more snappier and it was working better on my crappy Windows 98 uh, machine. So I, st I uh, stick to that. And uh, yeah, and that was it. I don't even I don't remember exactly what was the very first thing that I did with it, but mm. it was uh, I think after that it took me a re really long time before I actually used any other three D package. Yeah. Wow. Um, I my first uh, I have a friend uh, Raúl is really <laughs> with me. Yeah, it's Latin. Um, that he's really into Linux and everything. Uh, was actually. And he got this magazine from uh, Spain, from like, it, it takes a while for magazines to get, well, it used to take a while for the magazines to get all the way south in Patagonia. So you were getting import stuff. <laughs> import, I think it was PC Mag also, like, or something like that, um, that was talking about Blender, Blender.nl. So when <laughs> we got internet, like there, we, we just, because you got the magazines before there was internet, so they, they were mentioning websites and, Anyway, uh, so when we could go there, we went to Blender.nl and download it, put it on a floppy disk, and then I got it, uh, took it home. It was Blender 2.23. And wow. uh, I was also mm. running it on Windows 98 uh, on a Duron 750 <laughs> MHz suite. Yeah. I think it was. And, and he's wow. now going to school us all. Yeah, now it's Okay, it wasn't even called Blender. Listen here, kid. <laughs> we were like carving stones and stuff. Oh, these kiddos. <laughs> no, um, I, yeah, I was, uh, I didn't have any internet at home. So I had to, um, I had, I think I had to uh, go to school with a floppy disk and uh, go to com a computer and download the program from Blender.nl also. But how, how did you know? How did you? What was the first? Well, time? I was. Uh, I I guess it wasn't my free time. I had a school. Uh, uh, how do you call it? Like a, a, a like where you try out work thing, like a week. Uh, in, in school, they would send you to different jobs, and I picked this uh, uh, advertisement agency, and I worked with uh, 3ds Max there. Nice. 3D Studio Max under DOS, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and I I thought it was so great that uh, I looked for a free alternative and there was blender <laughs> and i opened it and i closed it immediately <laughs> <laughs> oh no so it, it took me a year to find out that you could that the 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 default plane was actually a plane it looked like a square in the front and then you can actually <laughs> rotate the view but oh. um yeah that was uh, blender 2.11 and uh you wow. could put it on a floppy disk back then and uh yeah. i had a crappy computer at home using uh, Windows 
NT. Oh. Yeah. Like a bra. I remember. Yeah. Because uh, my mom could get uh, computers, uh, old computers from their work uh, for free. So that's yeah. what I was using. No, no internet, nothing. Yeah, and uh, lots of free time. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also had, like, I was watching the viewport and thinking, what is this? I, I thought it was a plane, but then it was actually a cube, but I didn't know how to rotate the oh, viewport. Oh, yeah, right. So it's a bird. It's a plane. <laughs> it's actually a cube if you rotate the viewport. Oh, it's actually a cube. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Let's, uh, so let's go to the next, next question. Uh, quick, the next Andy, question. I just wanted to ask you, the, that, that thing, that week trial thing at the work, did you... Uh, did you choose that place of work? Yeah, we, we had to yeah. choose it and then apply there even and oh, wow. like a proper application and, uh, you know, get through all the motions of how to get a job. That was in, yeah. I don't know, f uh, seventh grade or so in uh, in school in Germany. I, I don't know if they are still doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. but That yeah. stuff is really cool. I, we, we, we did it like my school did it really short. Uh, I just picked the places that had the best food. So I went to a bakery, a pizza place. Oh, awesome. yeah. I'm an idiot. Really <laughs> driven by your instincts. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out wow. you have to wake up really early for the bakery. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did not realize that. Yeah. Uh, okay, little thing. We just uh, surpassed our first thousand views. Wow. The only one clap. Wow. Awkward. And 41. Wow. I was. Uh, yeah, that and 17 comments. Wow. Which one of them? Of course, it's a YouTube comment, so you should expect that. Oh, but no. it says uh, 27 once 2016. That doesn't look ISO 8601 compliant. Oh, what? that is a nerdy. Is there an ISO for? Uh, let's just go to the next question. Who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gonna hate? Okay. Yeah. okay. The awesome, go go. <laughs> so um, from Damore Nicolas. Hey, Nico. Hey, Nicolas. Hello. Hola. <laughs> uh, hi guys, awesome job. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Question, are you planning to make Koro fall in love with a Wanaka in a future episode, maybe? Cheers, Nicolas. Mm. Can you leave? Copyright, no. my lawyer is... Uh, <laughs> uh, um, no, not in the near future. I want to give Koro a close friend. Mm. But it's not a a, wana a llama, a wanako. Uh, it's it's not one of them. It's a it's a different animal. Sanyandu, um, um, okay. Rhea, like Darwin's Rhea, or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's one of them. But there's no wanaka in the. Maybe there is. I mean, I don't know. There are many many ideas. Karo uh, is still young, by the way. It's yeah, a little kid, by the way. Don't. But it's like it's like a preteen, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, yeah, just saying. Just saying. It's, a, it's, a, it's very young <laughs> though. When we introduce a, a adult, a llama or yeah. wanako, that will be like uh, cool. You'll only see his hoofs in the screen. Like the old Tom and Jerry cartoons. <laughs> like super huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, when we introduce one, you know, people will notice the difference. But yeah, he's a tiny guy. Cool. Small. Okay. Then, by uh, last questions, I think, is that the last question? Uh, no, still two questions. So, by three-point edit. Um, still going strong, the results are stunning. Would it be practical to produce these as a series? Uh, what would happen to the quality of animating if you needed to increase quantity of episodes? I think we're on the limit right now uh, regarding the quality that we want. And, and I think the series deserves 
Yeah. Uh, like honestly, right now we're, we we don't have a lot of trial and error. We have just a little bit, like a little bit of a a, a wiggle room. But it's it. I would say if if we did more quantity at this point, you would see a drastic drop in quality. Yeah. Or yeah. you need more people, of course. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Making these little episodes helps in that like in in a future goal because we are making new characters we are mm. making new environments yeah so in the future it will be easier but at this point right now um the quality we have right now is like the sort of the minimum if, if tom hears it's like <laughs> oh, you can no, just make it less less yeah. nice but yeah. no, i think the quality we have right now is the limit of how low we can get it i wish we can make it can better. you can you guys just uh roughly say how many seconds of animation you can do per week with this or yeah so uh, it's highly dependent on the shot if it's mm. a really tricky shot then we you know we may only be able to do three seconds or something it's a, if it's like multiple characters and okay. it's heavy body mechanics or acting but you know it may go up to maybe 10 frames the yeah. 10 seconds uh, per week if if you if you go beyond 10 seconds, you start to really like, notice it. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. you, if you're really trying to push yourself, yeah. you start noticing a drop in quality. So that's not good. And it becomes less enjoyable too. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Because then you don't have time for details or whatever. You're just animating like a machine and it's, yeah. not, it's not really nice. Exactly. And you're, you're always going with your gut feeling and that's going to be the thing that's rendered. That's, that's not yeah, healthy. No. <laughs> no, there are many things we can't afford right now, like a hair seam or, well, Blender can't afford, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but, um, or seam of anything, I mean, to, to make it on a pixel level, you know? Well, yeah. Um, yeah that and many other little things that we cannot afford right now so that's why uh, yeah yep. it, but it would be great like the idea is to do that we have um with with francesco um earlier this year we just sit down well sit down and for many <laughs> weeks uh building a, a long list of episodes with mm. little like a snippet of how it's going to be and there is already like a list of more than Ooh. 10 i think yeah, episodes yeah. with the uh, new characters and everything so there is planned there is big plans for well as big as we can make them so yeah. as long as we have cloud subscribers we're gonna make new episodes uh, yeah. but yes we have we have stuff to do cool 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 planned oh, it keeps on turning off okay next uh question by 3.82 uh is blender capable of sustaining a large production workflow with a large studio I guess this is the aim of 2.8, but what if you had to ramp up right now? Would you need to hack a lot of Python scripts to make Blender efficient? Well, as a matter of fact, we know of a few feature film studios that are actually using Blender, and some studios are using exclusively Blender. So it's just that uh, usually the animation industry and the film industry in general doesn't tend to be very open about this kind of, uh, of, of the trade secrets, so which software you use and how you do things. So it's not really out there. But uh, because of working here, we, we sometimes hear and get in touch with people who actually have maybe questions and, and want to talk about it with us. So it's happening already. And of course, like with any other pipeline, you need to write your own layer of customization to do the things you need. So it is definitely possible. It's being done and uh, is, I think, no different than any other commercial package that you would use, basically. So what we hope is that this becomes more widespread and we are trying to promote a little bit the, um, 
the idea that if you use Blender, it's, it's, it's cool to say it, like get in touch with us, talk to us. We are really happy to help out if there are questions or difficulties because people really don't know how much, how easy it is to get in touch with the developers and get, uh, and get things done and get things improved. So that's why we try to be a bit more open. But it, it takes time. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's uh, my, my point. Yeah, so you could actually do it. Like there's people doing it. There's, the Kiribati team in Argentina was doing it. Um, before that, we even made one with 2.46. I mean, it was a lot of work, but you could make it. There are ways of making it. I think there are cool projects coming, like the asset manager mm -hmm. uh, from Bastian. That would be huge help for making long feature movies. But you can, you can. Like at this point, you can. The Python stuff, you always have to do it. Even if you have uh, the best software in the world, you always have like a very specific tool for that. Well, so. Any software has always a crew. Like uh, yeah. in big production, yeah. you will have a crew of developers. Just Technical directors and stuff to, to do. Yeah. But yeah, can you, you can totally imagine? do it. Wow, the luxury. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. More than one guy. More than one. Russia, like, <laughs> the whole team. Wow. wow. That would be awesome. <laughs> Cool. cool. Well, that's where the questions. That's it. Yeah, wow. That's wow. It. That was uh, quick. Yeah, yeah well. Yeah. Efficient. Six questions. So we are now entering the spoilers. Oh, wait. Okay. So do we say goodbye or do we enter the zone? No. Okay, <laughs> we can say goodbye to We're everybody. just outside the zone right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> refreshing keeps going yeah. so at this point we uh, went over the questions so we are moving on to the next and final part of our podcast which is the review and uh, our little chat about Sanjay Super Team the Pixar short that uh, played before The Good Dinosaur in the cinemas so if you don't uh, if you did not see the film and don't want it to be spoiled by our comments because we're going to go in detail probably about the plot and about many many aspects of the film uh, we thank you a lot for listening and uh, we move on to the spoiler zone 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 spoiler a, a young Indian boy uh, and his relationship with his father. That's it's, uh, and his father is more religious. And Sanjay, the little boy, is all about his uh, his cartoons, his Saturday morning cartoons or whatnot. Super team. And then uh, his dad wants him to come and, and participate in his little you know ritual. And it's it's really obvious that that Sanjay has been forced to, to partake in this, even though he doesn't really want to. And then he kind of enters this little world where he uh, starts to realize and see that these gods that he is worshipping, they are kind of like a little super team. So they become his little super team. Uh, yeah, so Francesco, do you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, Maybe? sure. Well... What did you I, think? I, so first of all, I think all of us, uh, except for Andy. No, wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody. Suck at Blender. Except for Andy. <laughs> oh, <whoa>. Wait, what? <laughs> no, we, um, this summer um, we were in Seagraph and we had. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> exactly. So this summer we were very lucky because we uh, went to Seagraph and there was an event organized by Pixar where they screened as a, a preview uh, Sanjay Super Team. And it was many months ago, so we got to see it uh, already before when we saw it in the, in the cinema. And um, 
I remember watching it then and not being uh, particularly impressed. I liked it, but I don't know if it was the setting, <clears throat> if it was the setting, if it was uh, the, the expectation, if it was the context, uh, because it was in, in a larger context. There were presentations before and after, so it didn't really feel like a cinema. So. I remember not being completely uh, overwhelmed, but watching it uh, in the in the theater before the movie, it felt different. Maybe because I knew a bit better what was coming. Maybe because I had different expectations the first time I saw it. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, two parts I liked a lot. Well, the one thing that I liked a lot that I think many people also identify is really the relation with the father and with the ritual, because it reminded me a lot of when I was a kid and I was going to church. So when you are in church and you are 10 years old and you have to sit there for one hour, it's like that. I didn't get to bring toys in the church, Aww. so you just have to sit there and there is this thing that happens. Jesus figurine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, uh, that was a, a, really, a really strong memory because if you, if, uh, uh, yeah, if you grow up in, uh, in that environment, going to church every, um, Every Sunday is really a ritual that almost plays by itself. And when you're a kid and you don't really understand what you're doing, it's exactly that. So I really, it really struck me a lot, that part. And it was, it was really well played, so it's really hilarious the way he moves and the way he does things. Yeah. So yeah, those I think are the, the aspects that I enjoy the most about the film. So there's a couple of things that you, you just mentioned that remind me of like my, my mental notes on, on the thing. But overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, the, there's like a, just a couple of things that kind of stuck, stu, stood out to me just a little bit. First of all, the, 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 the character design. I think they yeah. went too far with scaling the eyes and the heads. It just, it was, it was so extreme that it, it, it didn't, like that extreme uh, caricature didn't really help uh, tell the story in any way and if anything I had a hard time relating with them yeah. because it's a short film so you have a really brief time to kind of get into that story and, and feel those emotions but I, I totally agree with you with uh, when you have this little moment where the, the 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 father turns off the TV and he forces the son to sit next to him and the, and the son is doing all these things that with his eyes closed yeah, yeah with his yeah. eyes closed uh, I, I wanted to explore that. That was the most fascinating thing of the story that I wanted to see more of. And that was just like a little brief moment. Yeah. That, and that was it. And then we go off into this uh, adventure, I guess. Uh, the adventure itself, I don't, I didn't really understand. So you, 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 so the flame is there as a repellent for the evil, but then when the flame goes out, there's smoke, and then smoke becomes the evil, and then like, but you turn off the light anyway. It's not like a an eternal light, you know what I mean? Like a like a, the fire of uh, Olympia or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so so it, it it was a little bit like, wait, what? Um, but I guess it makes sense if you if you like know the backstory, the context of it. Yeah, I think you need to know a little bit about, uh, yeah, about, I guess, Indian culture. Yeah, probably. And, uh, well, I don't know much about it. The only, the only thing I know is what I learned in yoga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, namaste. But, yeah. but it, it did make, for me, quite a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, like, as least as I saw it, um, so the flame represents, like, oneness, which is kind of uh, what you try to reach yeah. uh, when you meditate is like being one 
with yourself, your mind and your body, everything is one, and so you have this integrity. And so when he, by accident, uh, removes the flame, then it's chaos starts, and that's the monster, and that's why the monster uh, has many um, heads, because he, he, uh, he becomes many Somehow. But 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 and he doesn't get those heads until he like a, a, like breaks the statues. So every time he breaks a statue, he gets uh, the I guess yeah because they're the three gods and every yeah. time he is winning more. So every time the monster wins by breaking one of the gods, yeah. he becomes even more dispersed somehow. Yeah. And then um, at the end, uh, I don't remember exactly how it happens, but. Uh, Sanjay uh, uses the bell and you see these vibrations and then you see all the heads becoming one again and then that's when he wins again uh, over the monster and that for me well made a lot of sense somehow cool oops yeah I had no idea yeah I think uh, you can enjoy I I uh, personally loved the yeah yeah the short movie I didn't have really critics for me made all a lot of sense but I guess it's also because of that because I can relate more to stuff I've seen or read about uh, uh, this way of thinking yeah. that was very informative yeah, yeah. <laughs> today I learned yeah. <laughs> Pablo no, the, I can't relate to any of those religion stuff <laughs> <laughs> or the Sunday thing, but I can, like the first thing that struck me, it's also because of that, um, what you mentioned, that the setting, when we when we saw it the first time, was in Seagraph, this Renderman, Renderman, promotional event, promo, yeah, like uh, they, were, they were showing all the stuff, so I was, ex- I was excited because of that, yeah. and when they showed this short movie, I didn't know what to expect, but for somehow, for some reason, I was like, "Okay, this is a, a Renderman uh, show off, right?" So I was like more uh, paying attention to that. And the, geez, I remember the reaction when I saw the the eyes of the the little guy. <laughs> oh no! Like the, that's, I think that's the first shot or the second shot of the movie that you see him watching TV and the eyes are like so, totally weird. Yeah. I, I thought I, I didn't know it was I. I thought it wasn't Pixar at all, and was like, "This is not Pixar. It's something else." And then, okay, the the, the short movie continued, and then okay, this must be Pixar. Yeah, they are showing the whole thing. Okay, this is Pixar. But then, yeah, you, you can tell the quality. But they're not lying. It is. Yeah. They're not lying. Yeah, yeah. But the design was geez, was uh, not. The, the second time, actually, I was fine with that. But I don't know if they uh, probably did well, not. I don't know if what it was. But the the thing that disturbed me the most about the eyes, probably, I don't know. But it, it was Stacks. that they were yellow. I remember yellow um, square eyes, and that's just my memory square. from that day. And I know they were round, but like because maybe it was the reflection of the TV. I just, in my vague memory oh, from yeah. the first time I saw it, I had this guy that had yellow square eyes. It reminded me of a character from Cosmos Laundromat. <laughs> and, uh, and then instead, the second time we watched it, I didn't have that feeling. So I was like, oh, maybe they changed something. Maybe it was the projection. Maybe it was just my imagination. But uh, yeah, that's what I, I wanted to say about the eyes. Yeah, um, maybe we were just to, to focus on the render part. But yeah. yeah. So they are big. They I remember that. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at the, so looking at the eyes now. Yeah. Um, but no, actually, I really enjoyed the fight. I think it was okay, a bit pushed, like over yeah. the top. It's like just keep going up. Okay, come on, just just keeps going up and up and up, and it's putting so much in a, such a little uh, short, short short amount of time. But 
I think it's okay. It's a, I think it was just a playground for testing stuff mainly. Yeah, it felt like that a bit. Yeah, yeah, like there was no reason for so many characters in the head, well, in the head, but now there is a reason now I know. <laughs> but uh, for, for keep bringing all the stuff, I keep building it up and uh, yeah. And at the end, the dudes are okay with, with, with the, uh, I don't know, the reaction of the gods with him and him, he, he saves it the day yeah yeah the way he saves the day it's i think i think lame. that that yeah that little moment <laughs> no, why lame? So, nah, it was just weak yeah well, well okay so first of all the, the 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 notion that he like falls or whatever and he kind of he flips over he looks up and this shape reminds him of a bell like that i knew, i remember when i saw that the first time it did not register to me like he's like what? what? Well, that that was a bit illustrative, but the, that was the another moment that I had. It reminded me of La Luna. Like there is the same camera motion. It it doesn't serve any purpose in La Luna except for revealing that they are on the moon. But it was the like almost the same timing. Even I was like, oh look, there is oh. a different point of view. And also in La Luna, one of the key things is like having a different point of view on something. So it, it connected instantly. So for a moment, I was in La Luna instead of <laughs> Sanchez Superdim. But it was just a moment. And anyway. here's a side note. Francesco loves La Luna. Just, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not a bad reference. It's a yeah, good yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're that kind of guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, but yeah, overall, I really liked it. The like the second time I, I really liked it. the first time I was just too focused on other things but mm. yeah and now the person who has Everyone's, seen it only once yeah. everyone's Ooh. looking at me yeah um, no um, I liked it a lot I thought it was really not very typical for Pixar but that's also a good thing I I liked them, them stepping out of their comfort so zone and also with the design I didn't mind it that much I'm I mean it was sort of unusual but uh, I'm I mean, uh, I'm also like as my background of I, I'm an arts. I was an art student, so I am used to seeing a lot of weird, weird, mm. strange <laughs> movies, and uh, I it didn't strike me as too bad. It was just very unusual, and I kind of felt that was really refreshing. Um, the the movie felt very personal. Was uh, one of the um, yeah, one of the Pixar movies that fell that, that feels like there's a strong personal story behind that. Um, so I, yeah, without under without knowing a lot about uh, the um, Hinduism and uh, you know the background, it's uh, it's really hard to tell much about it. But um, yeah, I liked it. The fight was a bit ma. I yeah. I thought it was a bit unnecessary to do to go that much over the top. Yeah. Felt a bit generic, but um, again, the the underlying thing, the personal connection between the boy and his dad, that was very sweet, and that's yeah, what I, I enjoyed. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he had to say about would be nice to explore ma more that part. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Because really, like when when you go into that fantasy world and then we come back, the thing that I wanted to see more of, and the thing that relate like I related most to, and and I felt like there was m most amount of heart yeah it's that, over yeah exactly <laughs> like because like if you had just kind of skipped that thing i would have still really liked that connection like with his father i don't think that connection wasn't necessarily dependent on that fight scene you know what i mean yeah like it wasn't a it wasn't a, a huge pivoting point necessarily 
I don't know. It, it, it could have gone in different directions, but I, overall, I liked it, though. It was really nice to see the little picture afterwards of, of Sanjay and his dad. Uh, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, that's they, what they look like in real life. With awesome. small Never eyes, person. normal eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be super weird, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> they were I like that. Like, they go, oh, the, oh, that's oh, that is so Okay, that's great. So um, I think we can uh, wrap up our... Yes. Yes. Our yeah. podcast, our review, and we can. Uh, well, thanks, uh, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, before you. our final closing message, we can announce how many views we have at so the far. at the trailer. So it's reaching uh, fifteen hundred. Huh? So oh, okay, nice. so and uh, two hundred likes. And notice, no way. I know this. Like when people hear this, they they can go and dislike. Oh, it's like a challenge. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just uh, yeah, it feels nice. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, no, no hater. <laughs> 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 no, like uh, I, I'm reading the comments so far, and they they are they seem to be uh, great. The railway, the railway, is so beautiful. Looks great. Wonderful characters. Really great work. Nice ending. Really amazing job. Nice. Can't wait to see the full movie. Short movie, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this penguin, the penguin is very cute. Uh, somebody complains that the, yeah, the eye is so, but that's fine. Um, then why the fruit has changed color? Oh. Oh, somebody <gasps> noticed. But yeah. no, I, w does it change color? No, it doesn't. Mm. It's always the, the, the juice of the fruit is different, but oh, we'll check that. Yeah. Oh, and somebody said that was just awesome. It's like the new Big Bug Bunny. Yes. Oh, that's, I'm so sorry. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. Yeah, wow. we, we have an ex Big Bug Bunnier uh, among us, so. <laughs> sorry. Why no, are well, you I mean, looking at me? <laughs> um, it's a good thing that you say it because, like, you be Fuse G on uh, YouTube because the render guy behind it is the same. Yeah. Yes, Andy is working on both movies, so. That's cool. Yeah, that's so much fun. So, so we wrap this up. <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah. See you guys. Bye bye. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye. You've been listening to the Blender Institute podcast. Brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is your funny, frail, and small in stature? Post yourself something bigger and buckier at the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.